What's your price to have a performing mariachi band accompany every fifth hike you take or to exclusively use cryptocurrency for all financial exchanges or to wear a Bette Midler Hocus Pocus wig and fake teeth every Halloween? Let us find out. Find out, find out, let it all shout. It's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical, the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and close that blind when you're feeling behind. We're your hosts, Aaron Rubin Corny and Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian and professional kickboxer, Anya Zova. Let's kick this box. So we're talking about how cozy your living room is. And I have a couple of questions about the word cozy and what it means to you, if that's okay. It's totally fine. I don't know which of you I'm addressing it to, by the way. But like, what do you look for for I'm like so a cozy scared of setting? This question. No, why are you scared? Like to me, I really love earth tones mixed with like muted colors. So I really like the, the forest green that you have next to the muted grays. I really like that. I think that is an earthy coziness. Can I say the part of me that's really screaming cozy from your living room that I'm seeing behind you is these beautiful beams on the ceiling. It's kind of like mid-century, but also cabin, but also just like warm in the color. It's just, it's really good. Oh, thank you. It's, I think the house is like really old. It was built in the 20s, 1920s. And then they... I get that. Yeah, they redid it. Yeah, but yeah, thank you. It's, it does feel good. Is that why you have like the go-go dancers in the background kind of? Just like essentially gyrating behind you. That's another cool part of your house that I find to be very cozy. I've asked you not to say the word gyrating to our guests, Lindsay. <laughs> and ceilings are high enough. It allows to put like a pole dance, you know, the pole. So me and my roommate, we're still considering it. Like, should we have it? <laughs> Do it. But have someone come put it in professionally because I've heard of some horror stories of people like pulling out all the drywall from there. And it can it can go wrong quickly. It's what's kept me from doing it for so long. And then you're swinging around the thing. It's just, it could get weird. Yep. Do you think firefighters like secretly pole dance? Yes. Just because they have it there. Maybe not all of them, but I would say 40%, right? At least they tried it once in their career. Yeah. Wouldn't you, if you were a firefighter, like you have that pole, like I would, I'd be swinging. Maybe you missed your calling as a firefighter and there's always time. A firefighting pole dancer. That's a new profession. Yeah. A cozy firefighting pole dancing fireman. This feels like the plot of Flashdance 2. <laughs> <laughs> Anya, where do you live? Los Angeles. You're in LA. Okay. So you're also melting alongside us. Yeah, now AC broke like this week, so it was like extra hot. Oh no, that's bad. <sighs> like, okay, there are people in a worse environment right now. I shouldn't complain. I should be grateful we have water and ice. But yeah, we fixed it, so it's all good. But yeah, it is hot here. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll cool off soon. It's already kind of happening. We'll be okay, guys. We'll be okay. Are you doing anything fun these days to beat the heat? Well, during the day, I try to stay inside where AC is, but like I did get out hike a few times last week to be in it. I feel like once you're outdoors by the beach, it doesn't get as bad. So, so I did that a couple of times and yeah, a lot of water, green tea, staying hydrated. It helps. What about you guys? I just got back from San Francisco, but I, when I drove up there during the fires last week and it was kind of bonkers, I like drove through the earth was smoldering. It was like somebody Whoa. put the, yeah, I was like driving through the highway and the ground was just emitting like foggy smoke because wow. it just been cooked so much. And I think it got almost to like 
119 or something at like up in the grapevine. Like it was crazy. That's bad. The world is maybe ending. That just doesn't feel like a nice thing. That doesn't, it doesn't bode well. It felt weird, but I don't know about you guys. When I'm like obscenely hot and I don't feel comfortable, I get kind of my most funny. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Just, I think it's just the, de- the survival desperation. Like you just start saying things that make no sense. Like I called Rob, our producer from the car and went off about chicken nuggets because I saw a billboard for chicken nuggets. We went off on chicken nuggets? Not in a bad way. It wasn't a chicken nugget roast. That's your inspiration. Maybe you should do a sauna more often. Just go to the sauna events there. Do you ever go to the sauna? Have you ever been to like a Korean spa or do you ever go to any of those? I loved it. I almost died. And I'm Russian, so I saw like we know how to do sauna, but I'm like, no, the Koreans, they know what they're doing with sauna. It's so hot oh man did you do it in korea or do you do like the la korean spas i did the la thing yeah which one did you go to it was some it's tiny place i I need to look up the name somewhere in korea town it was a tiny all females crystal i went to crystal spa i think that might be the one that's all female i but i don't know i think there's a couple i realized going to a korean spa for anyone that doesn't know what a korean spa is it's basically a spa wonderland. It is. Truly, where it's like there's there's hot tubs, there's saunas, there's services like facials, massages, but also they do like the kind of like hydro massage where you're just on a table. They do this thing. Oh my God. They do this thing where they like scrub all the excess skin off of you. And it's crazy. Like you're seeing like sheets of your own skin just like falling off of your body. It's horrifying and amazing. But one thing I realized in going, when you're there, you're just naked. You're just nude in a room with a bunch of strangers. And I am a very modest person. And to me, it was just a pain. I was like, I know I'm supposed to be relaxing, but I just feel so exposed. And other women around you also naked. Yes, everyone's naked. They were all dressed. Lindsay was the only naked one there. She walks in (laughs) ready. How is Russian culture about nudity? I know a lot of other cultures about it. How are they about it? We are very conservative. Like if you go to the beach, like you would never see a topless woman on the beach. But like when it comes to men, men wear this like tiny, tiny underwear on the beach. Like men would never wear shorts like they do it here. So that's kind of a little bit weird, but it's like classic tight men's underwear, like bikini type suit on the beach. But like women will wear covered. Interesting. And if you go like to the spa where men and women, even if it's combined, we would always wear bikinis. So it's we're like on the conservative side of nudity. I feel like at the Korean, I don't know about you then. So I also like, I don't know, I'm like a Russian Jew. So it's but like an American Russian Jew. So mm-hmm. it's it's different, but it's probably similar to Lindsay's Christian-y, Catholic-y background. It's full of shame. So when I go when I go to the Korean spa, I am still feeling like I'm doing something wrong, even though I'm surrounded by lots of naked people. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be doing it. It's your duty to break the cycle. I, I do. We all have to get more naked. I was so proud. A few years ago, I was so proud of going to Korean spas and being a naked boy. And I was just so proud of being seen naked by all these other people. And I'm finally a man. I can be naked in front of other men. And I went there and I invited a friend to come with me. And then we were too shy. And we spent the whole time trying not to be naked around each other. That checks out. Yeah. If you go with somebody who you know, I guess it gets weird, right? But if you're right? just alone and without a friend, I mean, if you've seen your friend naked and you go there together, it's fine. But if you haven't seen your friend naked, then it gets awkward. I feel for men, it's more awkward than for women. 
I don't know. It's a good question, actually. I think that's right. It depends on the person, I guess. Speaking of like scrubbing and washing and cleansing, should we cleanse ourselves of this whole concept of spa time and move into giggle time? Yeah, let's go into giggles. Giggle time? Giggle mode? Okay. Anya, here's the deal. We're going to play human values. Okay. If you're feeling really motivated to be highly intellectual, you can step down and feel just like a comfortable level of weird with us. We're going to take three crazy questions. They're all hypotheticals of what's your price to do blank. And yeah, we're pretty much going to go into what's the least amount to do it. So that's where it's going to get kind of tricky for us to talk about. And yeah. And then at the end of it, we reveal the audience poll and we actually see what everyone listening had to say for their prices as well, because people submit them on our website, humanvaluespodcast.com, hashtag plug. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you want to whistle us a bathroom jingle, Lindsay? You know I love a potty time jingle jingle. <laughs> what is your price to have a performing mariachi band accompany every fifth hike you take? Oh, guys, uh, I love hiking. For me, it's a mental health. <laughs> so that's a high number every fifth. I hike every week, so it's every fifth week. I feel like it has to be very well priced because I do hiking for my mental health, as I said, and to be in a quiet space so I don't get interrupted. This is my place to reconnect with myself. I would say it has to be like around a million dollars for the rest of my life. So I have to do something really good with that money. So I feel like, okay, I donated this money for charity. So this is a sacrifice I take for a good cause, like for saving Dolphins, for example. The dolphins need to be safe. Yes, they are dying. So like, <laughs> I do feel like maybe 700, 740,000, something like that. It has to be in a high number around 1 million. Because you are saying that your mental health is, ex is at stake. Yes. This band trying to get all up in your, basically like a moving meditation could derail your mental health entirely. And that's expensive. It is. Well, okay, before we talk about like mental health and quiet time on the dusty trail, what do mariachi bands mean to you both? That's a great question. Yeah, I want to know what like your relationship is with mariachi bands. And then adding to that, what your relationship is with hiking, with music. And then we're going to blend it all together. Well, I love hiking. Uh, music I do like, but not when I'm hiking. So I do listen to music when I run or exercise. Moriarty band, I probably will going to become friends with them if they hike with me for every fifth time. They're going to be like a family eventually, but it's still annoying. Can you imagine? And I do long hikes. Like for two hours, you're listening to the band. It's going to get, I mean, actually we can, now I'm thinking about it. We can make a party out of it. it it's hike is going to turn. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's going to become a party of for people dancing and hiking at the same time. It might be something actually very good and fun when I'm thinking about it. Well, it can go up to like 20 people in a mariachi band, apparently. I didn't know it can get that big, but it makes sense. Have you guys heard of the second line that they do in New Orleans, which is yes. for basically any sort of mitzvah? Uh, like a like a funeral or a wedding or something, any sort of like celebration. It's a parade of people playing their instruments and people walk behind, they dance, they celebrate. It's a it's a thing. So I'm like, every fifth hike, you could make it a little party and you could time it out so that the fifth hike lands on, you know, your friend's birthday or, you know, your parents' anniversary or just a day when you're generally very sad. 
like you have a kind of a scary doctor's appointment later that day and you really want to hype yourself up in the morning. I feel like it could be kind of nice. I like how you switch it to positivity. You see, my was going to, mind was going to negative. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is annoying <laughs> to have so many people around me when I hike. But you switch it on the opposite side. I like it. And you can invite friends to hike with you. You can oh, yeah. choose beautiful locations to hike with the view. So you ended up in the Malibu and Tuna Canyon overlooking the ocean, right? You can make a beautiful adventure out of it. With some very festive music with some very festive folks. Or you could say you want to hike through a corporate building on the day that you're quitting your job. Oh, having a mariachi band accompany you when you quit your job would be really just amazing. You just got to plan it out. You're like, oh, I'm going to quit on Friday. Guess I got to hike Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so Friday, ooh. <laughs> I think I, I think you got to send like an acapella barbershop quartet to pick up your stuff, though, after it all leaves. Like yeah. right when they think it's all over, all of a sudden, dum, bum, 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 we're here for stuff. And, you know, just like go right in. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the amount of content you can feel with them, too. But also like it must be hard for them to do a hike and play the music at the same time. You have to pick easy hikes for days that they're coming with you yeah. to make sure that like there's not too many uphills and on, on like a cooler day. You know, make sure that they all have water. I mean, I think definitely the getting them like the water backpacks, mm -hmm. like a camel pack to be factored into our price. Yeah. But then also like afterwards, you're going to want to take them for a meal. This is really racking up to be pretty expensive because I want to treat these mariachis like royalty. I feel like this is like classic Lindsay. Are you going to like befriend them? You're going to treat them like family. You're going to feed them. Like, are you going to take responsibility for the life of these, this merry band? Well, to say I would I would take responsibility for them, I don't I don't think that that's where I'm landing. However, I do want to support them in any way that I can. A lift, a meal afterwards or before. I want to make sure that they're taken care of because I'm assuming that their fee is just included. Like we're not getting the money that we're saying we would require does not include their fee to show up. No, they're just there. Yeah, but you might have to transport them to the hiking trail. So like getting them their lifts to the hiking trail from their homes, getting them each a sandwich. Yeah. Some water. It, it adds up. It's not a ton, but, you know, for the rest of your life, every I mean, at some point, probably your hikes will taper off. It's like, but maybe you'll start hiking more, you know, when you're getting older and you're retired. And you have more free time. I'd want at least $300,000 just for supplies for them, because I would want to have mariachi I don't know what you call the traditional outfits they wear, but I'd want to get special breathable material, like exercise material versions of those for them. Mm -hmm. Right? You're going to require yours to be in full dress? I'm not going to require them, Lindsay. Costumes. But I'm going to expect it. <laughs> do you guys not want full regalia? If you're going to do this, go full. What do you want, the mariachi band in like jogging shorts? Well, it depends if it's just, if they're just mariachiing with me, then yeah, they can wear whatever they want. But if it's a, it's a special event, then sure, regalia. I think you need to check your privilege because if you're going to have a mariachi band paid to follow you around and then suddenly they have to swap out their outfits at certain times, but you're not going to say it, you would just be disappointed if they didn't do it at certain points. No, we'll have, we'll all communicate about it. You know, they'll check in. It's like working at a restaurant where it's like, can it be whatever I want? And then the manager is like, no, wear your vest today, Lindsay. And that's what is fun for them, right? It has to be fun for them too. It's like, hey guys, what do you feel like wearing today? Okay. So Anya, you're on team mariachi band dresses and their Lululemons if they want. I think so. Okay. 
That's fair. I think that sounds more fun because then they can surprise people because you think it's a group of friends hiking and then suddenly they are playing the tuba. A bunch of people in Lululemon playing mariachi music while on a hike feels like the most Silver Lake thing I've ever heard, by the way. It sounds wonderful to me. <laughs> Super early. <laughs> I've got a number. I think to just, you know, make sure that they're taken care of and comfortable um, because to me it sounds kind of nice. I mean, there might be days that I'm not too into it and then I can just like, you know, give the trumpet guy the day off. So I just really have that bassy toot of a tuba behind me. Just a little a pared down version. A bassy toot to make sure they're taken care of. I'm going to say forever $350,000. What if one of them breaks the leg? So you're already less than Anya was before she even gave a final verdict. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this sounds this sounds kind of nice to me, if I'm honest. There's a good motivation to go out for a hike like once a week or uh, roughly once a month knowing that you're going for a mariachi hike. Yeah. And it could be a thing like a community building act where you're like, it's mariachi day. You'll become a staple of your community with that. Yeah. Anya, what are you thinking? Have you shifted gears? I think I'm going to stick with my number. I'm going to be like 741,000 or like 741 number because you never like, um, it's expensive to maintain them. As I said, it still might, it's fun, but it might get annoying. And at the same time, you want to treat them well. And I'm planning to have a long life, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm planning to hike even more than I hike now. I'm going to stick to that number. I would donate most of the money. Like, is there ever profit left? I will just give it for a good cause. Well, that's nice. Wow. Incredible. Very nice. I don't say this often to our guests, but you seem like the kind of person who would live a long time. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. I'm actually leaning a lot higher than you both. I'm going to go a million dollars because if it's going to be a roughly a 20 person mariachi troupe, I'm going to want to do so much cool stuff to fit, outfit them if I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to want to do the carbon fiber instruments, which is a lot of like research and development. I'm going to want to do the special spandex breathable mariachi outfits. I'll probably want one also with a top hat, like a band leader. I'll probably need to get a special custom one made for Bagel, Lindsay's little dog. And I think the most important thing to me is hiking with a mariachi band sounds really emotionally unpleasant, like you said early on, like for Zen time. I think it could add to stress over time. Have you ever heard of the blue zones? What is that? The blue zones are these parts of the world where people live really, really long and healthily. One of the things that makes something a blue zone, obviously it's like, you know, it's a place where you get a lot of movement. It's a place where you're eating a really healthy diet with a lot of beans. But also one of the big deals is community. Like people that are that interact with other people often and that have a good sense of community leads to longevity. And I think that mariachi hikes might be a community builder, which may lead to a longer and healthier life. So I just want to put that to you when you're considering your number. So you think mariachi hikes could create blue zones? Possibly. Anya, do you want that? Do you want to create a blue zone with Lululemon mariachi hikers? I like the idea of the blue zone and I've, I didn't know it called blue zone, but I've heard of people who live in the mountains and live a healthy lifestyle and they do have a very strong, now I'm thinking about, they do have a very strong sense of family. Like they're, whatever, whoever lives in the village, they're all basically family, right? So I think it, Mariachi band and hiking could create a sense of celebration and community for sure. It's like, it's a good activity to do together. I'm, I think it's a great contribution. Yeah. Now I want this. You were talking about New Orleans and music culture. I thought that's where you were going when you were like, guys, you know, blue zones. I was like, oh, Lindsay's going to tell us like there's the red light district, but then there's the blue zone where you go in New Orleans for good contemporary jazz and blues. 
right next to the red light district. No, it's the red light district is is like prostitution and the blue zone is just butt stuff. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's actually okay. I have a question. What is the blue light district if it existed in New Orleans? What do you imagine? Probably like where you go when you're hungover. I was going to say that. Like you can get like a good blueberry or blackberry pie after you've been in like a brothel for too long. You can go get like a nice brambleberry, blueberry, blintz. Some electrolytes up in there. And everything has to be blue. Everything's blue. And the song I'm Blue by FL65 is playing the whole time. No, that would not make your hangover better. ASMR whispering everywhere as you sip a gentle cup of chamomile tea and eat a slice of raspberry pie. Rasp. Okay, speaking of pie, let's get a slice of our audience's thoughts. Anya, would you believe that the highest amount anybody polled has put was a million dollars? They said, I hike a lot. It's my happy place. I need a sizable incentive to make my happy place unhappy. Okay, so they went close to our numbers. Yeah. The low was Mark at $100. That's it? Mark said, a mariachi band sounds pretty cool to me, although I do suspect the novelty would wear off. I'd still be on board with it. Surprisingly, the low numbers in general, over 80% of our audience was under $100,000, uh, except Lamar here, who put $250,000 and said, quote, I love mariachi and often listen to it on my headphones while I hike, but I don't know how the band would handle the hike in their full outfits and lugging the equipment, would want some money to pay them for each hike and have some water for them. Lamar, if you're listening, we need to have you on at some point to talk about how you go on mariachi hikes already. I wonder how many people do that. How many people hike with mariachi music listening to it? I think a lot. I think it's a not an uncommon thing. Really? really? It's, a, it's a very popular genre of music. It is dance music. It is, <laughs> yeah. a, it is dance music. Yeah. Speaking of dance, Lindsay, do you want to take a little slice of the Johnny Cash pie and talk coins? Yes, I 100% do. What's your price to exclusively use cryptocurrency for all financial exchanges? A lot. Isn't it what we're going, it's going to happen eventually? I mean, we, we're almost there. I feel like crypto is not exactly in its heyday right now. I'm not saying it's on the decline. I'm just saying I think we've poked some holes in the crypto hole poker. The crypto hole poker. Uh, do you guys want to talk about crypto trivia? I have a little bit. Just give it to me. So as of... This year, there are now over 9,500 cryptocurrencies in existence. Too many. But it's also been banned in some countries. Correct. Turkey and Nigeria don't allow it. But the best thing I learned was that on May 10th, 2010, Laszlo Heinex spent 10,000 Bitcoin to buy two Papa John's pizzas in Florida. And apparently that's the first ever Bitcoin purchase for goods. At the time, that was about $40. Looking how Bitcoin has inflated since then, his two pizzas now are worth over $400 million. Wow. He made an investment. Bitcoin, more like big coin. You know. No one can see the smiles you both gave me, but it was like I was an injured animal and you both wanted me to feel better, but knew you couldn't help me heal. Here's the thing about crypto is that anyone that tries to talk to me about crypto, I automatically, like my brain just goes, ooh, we are not going to absorb any of this. It is just <laughs> really like I turn everything in me. I suddenly am thinking about a toy I had when I was nine. And like I, my brain refuses to accept any information about crypto. But I do know this. I do know that a lot of people have recently lost a lot of money on crypto and there was a lot of 
shysters out there doing weird things with crypto. I think that making cryptocurrency is one of the more environmentally destructive things that exists. From an environmental standpoint, I don't agree with what they're doing. It's sad and kind of scary what crypto became. Like I have a friend that bought a house because he got into Bitcoin early. He literally bought 50 Bitcoins or something when they were like $4 God. and bought a house. Do you guys have any? No. I don't know. Do you? No. Anya, do you? No. Welcome to the podcast today. If you're just joining on, we're talking about a topic that is hot, trendy, and we know nothing about it. All right, you guys, let's talk about cryptocurrency. So we're just going to bullshit. So I'm really thinking that the rise of Ethereum prices right now is leading to a massive backdraft in the pixelation. I think that Dogecoin has definitely been parking cars and taking Mars. Yeah, double cars. I mean, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk and Dogecoin. Dogecoin is probably 50, 70 percent and mm -hmm. 100. Market stake. Plus. Yeah. Plus ups and downs and probably uh, merger and metric. Where can I find it on Amazon? I also like I am a bit of a Luddite in the sense of I also love to keep things as simple as possible, like investing it like NFTs, the whole thing, just like I can't get into it. I wish that I could. It's not for me. Coming back to the question, I would be completely at a loss. Like I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to do. I, it would be so terrifying to me to basically completely relearn how to do money. But also cryptocurrency is so like, it's so volatile. How do I do that while also protecting myself from losing literally everything? But this doesn't say all my money has to be cryptocurrency. This says that I only have to use cryptocurrency for financial exchanges. Here's another problem with that is that not everyone accepts crypto as payment. So there are a lot of things you wouldn't be able to buy or get. Oh man, I'm veering towards a feeling about this. You look like you are veering towards a feeling. The original title for Boston's hit song, Veering Towards a Feeling, was a really big hit that they were working on. It's poetic. So what I'm thinking is that with crypto, if you're going to be paid to use crypto the rest of your life, I want double the amount that I'm asking for so that half of it I can use for crypto payments. Another half I can just have stored away in real cash. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I guess wouldn't work because I couldn't. Yeah, but I couldn't access that money. Well, you couldn't use it on things. You could keep investing it in stuff, but then you can't buy anything. There's no world where I want to do this. So I could either say no money or I could say a billion dollars. So I'll just say a billion dollars. A billion dollars you can't use. So I'll use, I'll take half a million, of uh, half a bill, half a billy goat and stick it in crypto and I'll, that'll be what I spend. And I have to hope, I probably won't stick it all at once, but I'll like leech it out and put it into crypto when I'm ready for spending. And the rest is there because I just don't know what will happen. It could all be worth nothing one day. And then I can't spend crypto at all unless I want to like scale it up by putting in like a bajillion dollars in and like it's still worth a dollar so I can get like a bottle of water to hurt the environment. No amount of money. None. Couldn't get me to do it. All right. So Anya, between nothing and a billion. <laughs> nothing and a billion. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you can go anything you want. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? Um. 
I have mixed feelings, but you know, so you said something interesting about that Turkey doesn't accept crypto and I love Turkey and just ideas that I won't be able to travel to Turkey because there's, I cannot buy anything there mm. makes me frustrated. So I feel like I need to have at least cash. Actually, I love Turkey so much. I was dreaming about like buying a house, apartments there, like a vacation place. So, but they didn't accept crypto. crypto. How am I going to do that? Interesting. Yeah. How much is that dream worth to you? Exactly. And also like little things. There's a plenty of handmade stuff. Like I love go to the handmade stores and bazaars and buy that stuff. They're not going to accept crypto, right? Well, I was going to ask you about that with shopping in Turkey. Like in general, what are kind of the things, you know, you come to California for the avocados and for the small dogs. What do you go to Turkey for? Yeah, I go for beautiful nature, delicious food, also fruits and cheese and beautiful people like sincerely nice and open-hearted people and they have mountains and they have it's kind of california they have mountains and the sea at the same time so it's it's not expensive but if i consider that i won't be able to buy anything there for the rest of my life that kind of adds a price to it i would go with let's say six hundred thousand dollars so i can buy a house for 350 and i have cash left to buy little things in turkey and anywhere else in the places i don't accept cash right so I would go, I think 600,000, this is like more or less. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm a billion. <laughs> you want a billion, period. You didn't change your mind. <laughs> I'm a billion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be stubborn on this one. But speaking of Turkey, though, let's gobble up some insights from the audience. The high from our listeners was $1 billion. And that was from Jacob, who said, I'm going to need enough money so that if said cryptocurrency takes a huge dive, I'll still hopefully be okay. Yeah. At the low was 15 million. They said, crypto's no guarantee. I need to have a large nest to help me in the future. But a majority of our audience was under $75 million. I mean, wow, people do not like this. People don't like crypto. Because it's forever. If it was a year or two years or five years, that would be one thing. But forever? Ugh. A little over a quarter of the audience won't accept any amount of money to do it. At I have notes <laughs> said, I still don't trust it and think... It's a modern pyramid scheme. Boom. Yeah. I like this person. They put $40 million and said, I'd put most of it into an account that didn't fluctuate and find the best vendors that allowed crypto for my basic everyday needs. If I couldn't do that, I'd pay somebody crypto to buy things normally at the store with cash and card. Makes sense. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. But then you got to have someone, then they're going to take their feet. It's just a lot. That's interesting. But maybe people can start a movement. We don't do crypto. We're not going to band for crypto. Yeah. Barter system. Yeah, it's interesting insight into like how people feel about crypto, though, seeing how the polls went on this one. That was really interesting. Yeah. Something else interesting going on. I'm going to do a quick one second housekeeping detour if you'll both join me on a little bit of a side road. Let's side road it. Yeah, I just wanted to like bring up like I was looking at before the show, like we're growing pretty fast and things are getting pretty crazy. So I just wanted to like thank people who are sticking around for all these and just remind everyone that we're going to start doing fan questions soon. And the next question is not a fan question, but in the next few weeks, you're going to start hearing them there. So keep them coming. Keep sending us really awesome questions and keep spreading the word, share, rate, review, all that stuff. But just wanted to say it real fast before we dive into the next question. Yeah, just squeaking in a big thanks to everyone. I was mostly going to thank Anya. I was going to thank Anya. I figure most of our listens are from her just listening to the show on repeat. Oh, thank you. That's, thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. You're doing something good. You, you make people think of different options and possibilities. I've never in my life been told I make people think, so thank you. <laughs> I scare people away. Mothers keep their children away from me. Plants don't want me to water them. 
the sky doesn't want me to look at it and nature doesn't want me to walk through its dusty trails, but I can make you giggle. All of those things you were just saying remind me of someone. And it leads me to our third question. What's your price to wear a Bette Midler Hocus Pocus wig and fake teeth every Halloween? I have a lot of feelings about this. A lot. Wait, before we get into your feelings, can I bring up a topic I always like to bring up in lieu of your emotional state? Sure. 50 Cent. Excuse me? Did you know Bette Midler and 50 Cent are friends? That doesn't surprise me. Bette Midler's friends with a lot of people. She's like the capybara of entertainment. Ooh, yeah. So just want to put that out there in case you didn't know that, that she and 50 Cent did a bunch of charity work together and then became friends. I didn't know that. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you for complimenting me on interrupting Lindsay to talk about 50 Cent. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it wouldn't. Lindsay, what are you thinking about old Bettle Middle? I have to tell you about a painting I have in my home. It is a beautiful acrylic rendering of this character exactly, of Winifred Sanderson. Bette Midler's character in Hocus Pocus? Yes. For the record, I've only seen it once, so I don't know their names. I have seen, I watch this movie at least once a year, sometimes more. You pocus? Oh, I hocus and I pocus, <laughs> but mostly hocus. I've seen it through my like teenage years at least three to four times. So you know what Lindsay's talking about. You're familiar with the story of the Sanderson sisters and the black flame candle. Yes. I love it so much. I already know my number. I'm obsessed. I want to do the musical numbers. There's a Hocus Pocus 2 coming out, which when I tell you I could not be more excited about this movie, I, I'm shaking at the mere thought of it. I have a Hocus Pocus board game. I have a Hocus Pocus. What are those like Funko Pop heads of all three of them? Nice. I, it's like a real obsession of mine. You're ready for the sequel. I could not be more ready. She looks good for 76, by the way. Just like that character. She looks great. She's a legend. She's a living legend. I love Bette Midler so much. She was has been an inspiration for me my entire life. I just love her. Anya, what does Bette Midler or Hocus Pocus mean to you? Like, what about that movie connected with you? I think it's mostly about power and, like, magic and believing. Like, it's just so magical. You just, there's no way you're not going to believe in it. It just, it's just, it's real, right? It just makes you think that there are other things in life that we're not aware of and there are other things that we don't know. So are you guys into supernatural and witchcraft? Like, what are your thoughts on all that? Oh, I am. I have crystals. I have like statues of little dragons in my house. I have a big dragon by my front door. I love that. Every full moon, I do a little ceremony. Aww. What do you do? Uh, is it is it invasive to ask what you do in your ceremony? No, it's it's a, actually you just set up your intentions and you welcome the moon. And it's like you stay aligned with this cycle. So it's like a very feminine energy. And you can ask elementals like earth, fire, water, air, like to help you to manifest wherever you want to manifest. And it's like very powerful. And if you do it exactly on a time of a full moon, which is like, you can look it up online, like September, what is exact time is like 2 PM, right? And if you align it on that time, you just meditate on it and you acknowledge it. And uh, I, I love it. I believe in magic. I do. I go like full force, believe in magic. I love that. It's so hopeful. Do you guys believe in magic? Well, I'm pretty sure Lindsay do, right? Oh, yeah. I think there's like, there are things about our existence on this planet and in this universe that we don't 
that we are not aware of. Not powers, but like energies or forces that we don't know what they are. And we can just guess and try to like address the invisible energy that exists. But as far as like, do crystals work? Do, does sage? Like, I don't know. But I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So I just do all of it. Ooh, no stone (laughs) unturned. That's a really good name for a crystal shop. Ooh, I do like that. I do like that. Register trademark (laughs) before somebody steals it. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't say I like disregard all of it because I've had some weird experiences in my life that fall in line with it all, including one that someday I'll tell on the air about Lindsay and I having my recently departed grandfather channeled through a man over sushi. Yeah, that happened. Wow the whole weird thing so at a, it, it was a whole it was a it was a very unexpected thing first of all he told me to eat brussels sprouts so i don't die and then he channeled aaron's grandfather we'll tell the whole story on air one day one day but i love spooky movies and i love horror movies or not horror movies but i like spooky movies like nightmare before christmas and you know hocus pocus is good and like all that kind of stuff i i like it yeah i'm fascinated though with modern witchcraft and modern occult interests. I am absolutely fascinated with it and do not know enough about it. But like I saw movies playing in LA soon with a full musical score played live by a coven of witches. And I really want to go to it. I really want to go to that. You never replied when I sent it to you. You never sent it to me. I did send it to you. I'll show you the text. I sent it to you. You didn't reply to me. I thought you didn't love me anymore. I didn't see it. I do love you anymore. Okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I like I could sit here for an hour and talk to you guys about witch, witchcraft. I don't know any. I like the book The Witches by Roald Dahl. I read it probably a million times Ooh, in my life. I haven't read it. Let me make a note. The Witches? Oh, The Witches is so good. So there's a movie. There's actually two movies. Start with the book. Start with the book. Sure. Start with the book. But that movie, the first movie with Angelica Houston, is so good. But here's the thing, guys. We're talking about just your classic halloween dress up for this question for this question we're not really going like you don't have to do any sorcery you just gotta wear the wig and the teeth every halloween for the rest of your life i would say zero dollars i'm gonna come out and say there's no reason that i need money to do that okay like for the least amount the bare least amount but what about what about one year actually supplies yeah, supplies. You want to have the best version of the wig and the best teeth, maybe some custom teeth that you can stick in there that are very comfortable. Okay, can I'll make it in. 10 grand. Yeah, I'll make it 10 grand just for supplies over my lifetime. And you want to like make sure you can get them fixed if something happens to them. Yeah, 10 grand will take care of that. But also, what if there's one year when you really want to dress up like a horse? Then I'll be a horse with Bette Midler wig and teeth. Yeah, Rob is saying here, no couples outfits, unless you do other Hocus Pocus characters, but there's three, so you might have to throuple it. All I know is I want to do a cover band of Halloween songs, starting with the Monster Mash, and then Witchy Woman by the Eagles, and be in a Bette Midler outfit, which is drag for me, and do that every year. I could not support this more for you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I mean, I don't want to copy you, but I'm going to say 10 grand as well, because I just really want to have the best version of it. I don't want to do some like low rent Winifred Sanderson. Like I want to keep it high quality. And I feel like I could reuse the same costume. That's really just for repairs and upkeep. So 10K and would happily do this because she is the best. Would you join my Halloween song cover band? A hundred percent. You need a keyboard player? I'll be there. (laughs) 
Motherhood, 10 grand for Lindsay. <laughs> I'm still thinking about sacrifices because think about it, guys. One day, if I have like a child and a husband and we all want to dress up on the same theme, it's fun to do it once or twice, right? To wear the same outfit. But for the rest of my life, like I will have to kind of sacrifice my child, baby childhood to dress up in pairs and matching outfits. So this is kind of, I feel like I want to tell my kid, like, you see what I did? I sacrificed my Halloween outfits for you so you can go to college. So I feel like the amount should be enough just to blame and put it in his face or her face, wherever the child will be, you know? That's smart. You see what I did? A sacrifice. So I don't know how much is a college, like a good college, 200K, let's do 350, 350K, like I'm going to send him to a very good college. I'm going to work. You see, this is mom who did a sacrifice for you. Even though it's going to be fun for me to do it. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but you're sacrificing these precious moments with your child. And so you have to say, I'm doing it for a good reason. Your education's on me, baby boy. I want to see you have like a scheduled match for Halloween and just you're like step in the ring in your outfit. That sounds fun. Let's look at what the little gremlins in our audience had to come out of the woodwork and say from the spooky shadows. Ooh. Yeah, I made a spooky. I liked it. If you don't identify as a gremlin, you're not a gremlin. The rest of you, you're gremlins. All right. The high is 50 grand. And someone said here, quote, at least it's a recognizable costume for my generation. And it's on Halloween. So the social isolation wouldn't really be a factor. Okay. The low zero dollars. The, quote, this has been my costume a few times. Have no problem committing to this for life. Will only get better with age. Nice. About half our audience was under 10 grand. One person here put 500 buckos and said, this amount would allow me to invest in a high quality wig and fake teeth that will last me for most of my life. Wow. I mean, that's the same logic we had. We just asked for more money than that. Yeah. Wow. People love the Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. You want to know what else is kind of less of a jump scare, but might be a surprise, is that it's time for awards, guys. We're going to see how the average prices that everyone had across the board to do all three tasks today stack up against the individual totals for each of us to do them and see if we get any fun awards for that. First, we'll start with our audience average, which is just the total for all of our polled listeners to do all three tasks today, which is $197.7 million USD. Then our award that I t- I like it, I like this award a lot, um, which is lucky because the Lowly Liam Award, which goes to the people that had totals under the audience average, were at $360,000, yours truly, it was me, Lowly Liam, and at $1.7 million, Anya. Congratulations. I'm like, I got an award? What? I didn't know there was an award in this podcast. <laughs> you get awards. Yeah. We're not going to give you the one seven million, but we're going to congratulate you on saying numbers that added to it. That sounds delicious, too. You did great with the math. Okay, so I'm sitting outside of you guys? Yes. So then the other award is the Highly Kylie Award, which goes to anyone that their number was over the audience average. So today at one billion, one million and ten thousand dollars <laughs> is our good friend Aaron Corney. <laughs> oh God. That's exactly the right amount of money to give me. <laughs> Do you feel rich? <laughs> you know what I feel rich in? I feel rich in spirit having spent this hour with you guys. No. Yeah. I I feel the same, honestly. Yeah, I feel the same. 
Anya, thanks for coming on. It's been really fun having you play with us and do this. What's going on in your world? What can people look forward to checking out? Where can they find you? Throw it all at us. Uh, well, it sort of was a pleasure. You were so much fun. I loved it, the dynamic between two of you. Just so playful and easy and fun. And thank you for me making people think. And think money, too. I think it's very good for manifestation. Like, it, it turns people's mind to, like, okay, let me think about finance and abundance. So it's cool thing that you do, guys, in a playful way. What's up with me? I'm working on a show, My Love's Not Words, a stand-up comedy show for peace. We support Ukraine and against the war. So it's a charity show. And October 18th, we're playing at Caroline's on Broadway, New York City with Mark Normand. So if you guys in New York, come by October 18th. 100% from ticket sales goes to charity, Global Empowered Mission. That's so cool. Amazing. And everyone can... Go and find and follow you all over the place. Oh, and Instagram. Yeah, probably Anya underscore Zova. Follow me, DM me. I respond to you. Amazing. Lindsay and I will just hound you with hypotheticals. We're just going to be DMing you hypotheticals all day, every day. You're going to be like, hey, can you please stop? And we'll be like, no. This is fun. <laughs> it was fun having you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anya. Thank you. Oh, man, with that hocus pocus, I'm just thinking... uh what a witchy woman. <laughs> oh, hard to focus when you're hocusing so pocusy. Don't pocus me. I'll pocus whatever I want with consent. With consent. With consent. It's important. PSA if you're going to hocus and you're going to pocus, ask first. I like that. Other than hocus, pocus, or flocus, you know what we love? Making this show for y'all. If you guys love playing along just as much as we love having you do it, come join the fun. Run as fast as you can to your nearest browser. Let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. While you're there, help us all be little lazy betties and share your own crazy what's your price story. Again, over at humanvaluespodcast.com. Lindsay, take the flame. Okay, thanks for the flame. If you enjoyed today's episode or if you just really like our show, please spread the word for the love of Henrietta Ooh. Hudson. Ooh. We appreciate your support more than we could ever say. Also, if you want to share the love, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app and, oh, I don't know, maybe pop in a rating while you're there and maybe we'll choose you for a shout out. Out, shout the lookout. You don't want to pout. Don't pout, Lindsay. I can't help but pout when the show's over because I just want to show all day long. But don't pout because we reached the credits. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts. I'm not Lindsay Hicks. And I am not Aaron Rubin Corny. Special thanks to our guest this week, Anya Zova. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brook and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by the always lovely Omer Bensvi. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content production. You're a human content production. Hey, yeah.